Hello and welcome to FTP for Triathlon People, episode 35. I'm Morgan. I'm Cameron. And uh, Oakley's birthday is in 10 days and he will be 35 in dog years. Yeah. He's still a young chap to me. Yeah. Dogs age a lot slower. Or like, but like then a lot really faster. fast. Sorry, sorry, a lot faster. Wait, no, I think they stay like they're puppies and then yeah. they become dogs. Yeah. And then they're in the dog phase for like a very long time. And, and then, then they, they become, become like old men. <laughs> right? Say I'm wrong. I love how it's only old men, <laughs> not old women. Even the dogs the girl are a very masculine presence to me. Like cats, I feel like are old women when they get old. Yes, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what that. That's probably some sort of deep-seated sexism I have ingrained in my oh boy psyche. But that's how I feel. Yeah. All right. Where so are we starting? Today? We're episode thirty-five. Well, we're starting from the Gobo. Oh yeah. You haven't said that. Sorry, we're coming to you live from Gobo in Boulder, Colorado. A very windy Gobo. We've yeah. been getting hit with these. Not hit. We've been getting like gently padded with these afternoon storms yeah so i get off work at 4 p.m and usually i'm like at like 401 like ready to get on my bike and go outside for a ride okay however the last like pretty much since july started every single day at like 352 the clouds just start like darkening and like getting lower and like you see this weather coming up over the mountains and I'm like, well, I could leave now and possibly get hailed upon yeah. or I could wait until Cam gets home and eat cookies and snacks and then go out for a ride and maybe get <laughs> rained upon. That is your mistake. I know. And then every time I eat cookies and snacks and don't want to go anywhere. True. So that's a segue, but I think. Could, but we could be getting hurricaned on right now. Like we're not. We're in the middle of the. Yeah, oh. but the East Coast is. Yeah. My coworker lost power today. They're in New Jersey right now. Oh, yeah. I think. Delaware. They're on the East Coast right yeah, now. Yeah, it's wild. Um, No, but what I was saying is this: that, that me talking about my personal training is a good segue to talking about last week's training. Okay. Because I wanted to. I feel like every week we do like a, what did we do? Okay. You know? Yeah. And it has been kind of lighter. I feel like we've already discussed, right? It's been generally lighter workouts, kind of like, oh, like go on a hike or go on a trail run. Things that we wouldn't typically do like deep in training. Yeah. Last week, on the other hand, was like a test week. Yes. So Monday we had an easy ride and I didn't even look ahead to the rest of the week. This is my tragic flaw is I like wake up in the morning and now that I'm working from home, I don't need to like plan for it. Like I don't need to like pack up my swim bag and like make sure I have all my like cap and goggles or like sneakers that I'm going to run on my lunch break, you know? Uh-huh. So now I can just look at my training plan halfway through the day and be like, ah, oh, yes, I have a bike today. I will be doing that when Cam gets home or like before you get home, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. You're not paying attention no, to me. No, I am. Okay. You keep looking at your phone and you're just mm-hmm-ing well, and I'm I, like wanting more of a response. Well, I'm like researching on the fly too. It's okay. We'll look at it later. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is I don't have the luxury of like knowing the trip. I have the luxury. I've given myself a pass at looking and preparing for the week ahead. Okay. Okay. So anyway, Monday came around and I thought it was going to be another easy week. Right. We had an easy you, bike. You, like, I always, like, glance at it, at the week as a whole. 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, run here, swim here, long bike. Because long you're run. still going to the office, I suspect. So you think this is all just because you yeah. don't spend any time? Because, like, you don't have necessarily time to, like, peek down at your phone and see what the training is for the day. During the day? You're yeah. Saying? Yes. Right? So you need to, like, prepare for it. You need to know, like, if you can eat a snack after lunch because you have a run later kind or of like thing. Like race. And exactly. I need to and, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I think like it's, it's affected our training strategy. Your training strategy. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, what I'm trying to get at here is Monday was very easy. Uh, yeah. It was like an, it was like an aerobic it's two ride, hour aerobic ride, which yeah. we like to do because they're fun. The whole time I just complain at One you. One of us for thinks it's fun. You? I just get complained at the whole time. Because, because I, all you do is drop me. Uh, all you do is drop I me. I literally, I I want somebody to take a look at my power data and tell me at what point to. do I surge. Cam surges. So we'll like, I'll oh even almost gosh. be passing him on like a downhill. I'll be drafting. Listen, I'm just more arrow than you, naturally. I'm just gifted. Fine. With my new helmet, <laughs> oh, I'll be yeah. passing you left and right. Okay. So anyway, last week again for the 17th time was way harder than I expected. We had a bunch of test sets, but what I really wanted to get at here was that I actually really like weeks like this. Okay. What are your thoughts? I don't know. I think it's fine. I think it depends because certain times like I think last week was fine, but last week was great. Certain times I think if you do too many hard things in a row, then the hard things stop like being as quality as they can be. I don't know for me if it's as much quality like, as much as like I really get geared up for a time trial. Like it feels like a race day for me. Hmm. But if I had a time trial every week, I don't know if I'd be able to like get, get geared up in the space. same way. Yeah. I, I could agree with that. Like when I was swimming high school, because in college we didn't race as frequently or like mm -hmm. have meets. But in high school we had like at least one to two meets, sometimes three meets a week. And it's like that like when you're doing that much the races just suddenly feel like practice like they don't feel as important yeah um which can be i think a blessing like it can yeah. be a good thing and a bad thing yeah because like but you, if you're me you get really psyched out if it's like your first race in two years right but if i have like a time trial every month and i have a race at the time i'd have a time trial one month yeah I it's a little bit like you're more conditioned to that kind of race day feeling I can agree with that but like right. also like so what we had we had like a vo2 run on Tuesday I had a Zwift race on Wednesday we had like two and I mile. had a 40 minute time trial on Wednesday and then we had two minute or two sorry, mile. two mile time trials on Thursday mm -hmm. on a run and then we had I had basically another time trial and on then Friday. I had another Zwift race and what I was gonna say is like my Zwift race on Friday, somehow I won. I don't know how that even You happened. crushed it. We're proud of you. Again, I guess we can talk about the it. The FTP minute. community is applauding. But, like, I felt like that one was not as quality as it could have been because I was just exhausted. Yeah, but there's also something to be said for, like, I mean, not coming into these race sims off yeah. of rest. Yeah, but I'm not, I guess. I hear you. I'm not saying, like, rest, but I'm saying, like, Instead of having a two mile, like three mm -hmm. two mile time trials the d night before going into a Zwift race, like maybe just like a normal swim and something and like just an easy run instead of like one of the hardest runs I think we do, you know? I enjoyed it. 
I like yeah. being able to like push myself to my limit and knowing at the Friday time trials my second like basically my fourth time trial of the week second bike time trial uh-huh. that like I was still able to push my prescribed power mm-hmm. while basically being like pretty broken down after three days of like almost race simulation yeah you know I don't know I just I liked that it was fun I also feel like and this is like a Morgan secret but I'm gonna tell FTP because I trust you guys okay um no I just feel like it's I'm less likely to skip a hard workout huh like if it's like a 40 minute easy bike I'm more likely to be like you know maybe I should just rest it off tonight like i'm more likely to be like why don't we just like do pizza and star wars i feel like i'm the opposite almost really well i don't it just depends like i am definitely in the groove of like if i like miss a day or something then i'll feel like i can't perform on the next day Hmm. and so then it's just like a cascade but like so i don't know you so you're saying you're more likely to skip an easy one i feel like i'm more likely to skip a hard one because like if i don't feel like i am going to perform it well mm-hmm. then i like psych myself out and i'm like this is not going to be worth my time doing this workout because i'm not in the mental headspace for it i think i get the same feeling but then i like frame it differently so i also feel like if i'm too tired for it eh, let me back up i don't know if i agree with you I think I'm less likely to skip like a time trial because it feels like a key workout. Yeah. And I feel like I base my, I be so much of my progress and like athletic worth on achieving those things. And like, not to be like, and also like making our coach proud, you know, and I never want to like make anyone disappointed in me. And I feel like if I skip a two hour aerobic ride, it's going to be like, yeah, it's fine. It was meant to be a rest day anyway. But if I skip a 40 minute time trial on the bike, it's going to be like, oh, bummer. We'll have to like find another place for that this week. You know, I agree with like the like test events, but I'm saying like just a normal hard workout. Like I'm thinking like VO2 max builder. Like Mm. that doesn't seem like a test event, you know, Mm -hmm. that does seem like a like hard workout. Mm -hmm. Like it's not easy. It's not moderate. It's hard, but it's not like this is going to basically put you into how well you're going to do at your next race like that's not what that is right whereas like a like one hour hour of power sort of thing that definitely is interesting or like the three by two mile i think that's definitely one to tell you how good your run fitness is or how effective tempo tummy is man sheesh that got me this week last week so what is tempo tummy well, you told me about it, so why don't you tell me? No. So I don't know if I had tempo time here, if it's just Morgan has to poop on all of her runs. Yeah. Because it was, it was Morgan has of... to poop on all of her runs, and then we were doing a tempo <laughs> workout, and I was, like, nauseous for the next 24 so, hours. So, like, I originally dealt with this, too. I think that the best times to run are, like, right, at, right in the morning mm-hmm. when you probably already went to the bathroom. So yeah. Like, I, like, try and eat something and go to the bathroom and then go run. I think something like s- almost smallish. Yeah, like oh, or no. bowl of oatmeal or not. I don't know, a bowl of oatmeal and a banana, and then that st- stimulates, gets your bowels moving, <laughs> and then you head on to your run. Or I think the other best time is, like, I really like coming home and running 
after prior work. to eating yeah so like i eat lunch and then i come home and like i'm basically fast i mean it's, i guess it's not technically fasted because do not you like, poop after lunch sometimes sometimes not do you feel like you have to poop on runs if you don't poop after lunch and you run immediately after work wait, wait say this again so do like I, you eat mac and cheese and your turkey sandwich and an applesauce uh-huh, for lunch, lunch uh-huh. you don't poop okay you come home at five fifteen, and i try and run and you run a 45 minute it depends Sometimes, on. sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I don't know. Interesting. I but I think that I do the best, and I don't need to go to the bathroom when I'm like quote unquote fasted ish. Mm-hmm. And I, the last time I've eaten was like five hours ago plus. It's like not technically fasted because I think f- technically fasted is like eight hours mm-hmm. without food or anything. But yeah, I think I can still perform pretty well. I don't know. That's what I think. I still but have like, to poop on think, those days. Yeah, but you also snack after lunch Listen, right before we run. And then I poop, though. I don't know. Does I this make think, our episode explicit? No. Okay. I think I think that you need to have your last meal be lunch and not eat anything Oof. else until. Oh, but so the, the fruit other, snacks. And the <laughs> so Morgan is a big-time snacker for everyone out there. Yes. And, and her mood entirely depends on her state of hunger. Yeah. Which is why she's constantly snacking. Or cranky. Or she's just cranky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, but so basically we had these two mile repeats. I was very stressed about them. Like I said, it feels like race day every time we go into like a time trial. So that never feels like race day for me though. Oof. Give me a like, like if I'm on a track. Feel like a race. Any any time that I'm on a track, it feels even if we're doing just like I <laughs> an easy five K. I don't think so. Every time it feels track like track is race. just a good place to have a, like, like a uh, constant variable. Yeah. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. It just feels like race day to me. It sounds like we're different. Is well, that okay? Yeah, no. <laughs> so anyway, it feels like race day to me. So I was like very stressed out. I like pooped in the morning, ate lunch, pooped, had some trips, pooped again. And let me tell you, it wasn't like a full poop. The last poop was not like. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) I had pooped so many times a day. You could just say you went to the bathroom. (laughs) Come on. No. Why? (laughs) I feel like this is a safe space. Okay. Keep going. I don't want to like censor myself. The whole point of this is that we are honest. All right, continue. And I'm sure there are other people out there. Apparently, there was the Colorado pooper. What? Is some lady who, for the longest time, was, like, going on runs, I guess, at, like, the same time, and also didn't change the way she was eating, and so she always had to poop, like, the same time and was, like, pooping in people's yards. That's weird. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't do that. If you're going to do it, at least go into the woods. Right across the street from the observatory in Washington, D.C., there's a good uh, plot of woods. That was my poop spot. Every time I had to poop, they're going downhill. Anyway, <sighs> anyway, I, we don't need to talk about this like so in depth, but I did the first two, t- um, two mile intervals and three quarters of the way through the second one, I had to stop because I was like, oh, I'm about to poop my pants. And so um, I finished it. I like stopped my watch, finished it. And then at the finish, I, you have like, it's like a two minute rest or something like that. Yeah, this so is I, your second one. Yeah. I had like just finished my second yeah, one yeah, yeah. and it was like an emergency. I was like, I'm, 
I'm about to like. Yeah, poo I saw my you pants. try and dart away, but there aren't woods anywhere. There near. are no woods. It's like one line That's of trees. That's why you now want to go to a different track. Isn't yeah, it? the Niwot track, man. Hopefully that has a little bit more <laughs> of a buffer zone. <laughs> but anyway, so there's no trees there, and then like, uh, like the way it works with me is toward the end of the interval. I'll like have to like really poop and then I'm like just make it you got like whatever 200 meters left and then I make it and it's like emergency gotta find a bathroom and then if I am able to like hold it in then it goes away and I'm like oh my gosh I guess I'm fine maybe it was just gas right yeah and then I start the next interval four laps through the next interval so this is exactly one half through it I like almost poop my pants this is I still can't get over the fact that you literally had a full bowel movement in your tri kit at, <laughs> at Worlds. <laughs> that was different. I really think that had something to do with the time zones. Oh, We'd probably. only been there for two days. Yeah, and we started that race. It late. wasn't even t- like two days. It was like a day and a half. And we again, like the women, my heat went off at like what, like ten a.m. or something ridiculous. God, dude. Eight a.m. Anyway, need more money. I am a off. notorious pooper. Petty day twenty. 15 this is i like, pooped at the this finish is like line. Her high school like spirit it was like no the ultimate rivalry okay anyways <laughs> anyway and i needed to like beat a couple of girls in order to like rank us up a little higher and i like knew i was gonna poop and i was like very i almost pu- like pulled over and like found a tree <laughs> we were on the golf course <laughs> but no i didn't i pooped my pants ran through the finish line and ran straight into the golf pro shop and <sighs> pooped in the toilet emptied my undies you worked at that pro shop no the petty day the petty school oh, petty. pro shop okay. you're welcome petty <laughs> i wouldn't have done that at the blair academy That's pro shop um no so i feel oh we're talking about poop a lot here this yeah. whole episode okay, is gonna be called going. poop <laughs> anyway so i stopped couldn't like i didn't poop obviously i just needed to stop because sometimes i think it's like the way i run the motion cam always tells me to like focus on moving forward but then i'm focusing on moving forward and thinking about how badly i have to poop and it like (laughs) makes it worse so i stopped stopped my watch like if you i texted nick i think afterward and was like sorry i had some gi issues because if you look at my pro my like pacing profile I'm like steady, 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 steady. And then it just drops off. Like when I stop and stop my watch and then I start up again. Anyway, long story short, I finished it. No poop was made on the track. Everything was fine. Everybody's clean. It was great. And I felt fine. And then on the way home, I started getting really nauseous. And I think this is where tempo tummy comes in. And I think my theory is that tempo tummy comes from running on a full stomach right Maybe. so like i was obviously i had some food in my belly and obviously i was digesting I that you just need to stop snacking after lunch that's fine okay i'll do that check Biking is different but we're trying to talk about tempo tummy right yeah, now yeah. okay not my my own personal bowel issues yeah but yeah, which okay. of course there are many we know that okay. <laughs> i've been very open about that so far in the last 20 minutes um no but i think so the issue is that i had like food digested food in my belly and my colon and it was like getting jiggled around by my running so i think if i were fasted that would not have caused tempo tummy right and tempo tummy is basically my understanding is that it's just like nausea kind of like that uncomfy feeling you get during or after a faster run because i don't normally get nauseous after even long runs when I'm like holding in poop or something like that. So I don't think it had, I don't think it was directly related to the holding in poop. I think it was holding in poop and or like belly stuff plus trying to run really, really fast. Do you agree? Sure. 
All right. Golly, so, anyway. you wanted to you taught you brought this up. I think. Anyways. Someone will have to rewind and double check who actually started this conversation. Anyways, so my Zwift race. I just want to hit on the fact yeah, I have no idea how I won. Talk about Cam some more. Because on my screen, there's got to be, we talked about this. What? On our screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On my screen, yeah. I finished second. Like, like, objectively, I definitely finished second place. But that's, we've talked about. The and, game is not accurate to the actual data that Zwift right. is taking from like, your your machines that's even what we saw in like the zwift pro tri-series mm-hmm. races it's like the people who cross the finish line what, what it seems like don't actually win and so you it's can like, like ride on top of people basically in zwift yeah but it's, I don't, a, it's, just it's a very guess. strange i don't know i feel like they need to fix that if they want to make it an olympic sport Mm-mm. the rankings on the side are accurate yeah the rankings on the side are accurate but i'm saying like at the you if like the animation crossing the finish line needs to be accurate to what the actual finish is. I feel like they need to fix that somehow. I don't know. I how. think you have, there are far too many variables to be controlling for, I think. I don't know, man. They're, they need to do something because it's just wonky. Because I crossed the finish line, I was like, all right, I'll take second. And then the scoreboard pops up and I somehow won by like less than a thousandth of a second. Yeah. So I mean, I'm that's... like, I don't know if my internet was worse than everybody else's or what. It's possible. Or That's if it totally was better than everybody else's, I have no idea. Well, but. it's it wouldn't have been the internet making you win. Like I said, it they're getting numbers from well, your if, from what? your machines, like right. based on that. So they literally, you probably it's like a time trial within your own space, and they compare all those time trials together. It's not actually like, oh, Cam's computer said he started a minute and ten seconds later than everyone else. That's why, like, when you're all corralled up you're starting from the same point in theory. Yeah. Like yeah, you're starting from zero, zero. You're not starting from like, oh shoot, you logged in a couple of minutes later than Morgan, which means you're a yard back. Like you're not yeah, starting with if, any sort of handicaps. But I'm saying like, what if there's like an input lag where like if somebody has bad internet, that the like, obviously their numbers are still accurate, but like their system is projecting them as being actually like a th- a hundredth of a second behind where they actually are or like where their animation is showing them. But I don't know why you care so much about the animation. All that you need to worry about is the ratio. I care about the animation because that's how you see, that's how the racer sees it. Like, how do you know what place you finish? But like the when you cross the scoreboard on the line? side. Yeah, but you don't, <sighs> that's why that's there. I'm sure. I disagree. I think I think you need to like when you cross the finish line in a race, like a real person race, you know if you won or not. Okay. Like I would say nine times out of ten, unless it's a photo finish, which this one apparently was. But I'm saying, if this somehow was a photo finish, it didn't look like that. The guy, like literally, it was like one, two, three. We were all still behind each other, and that's what it showed. And then somehow I won, which doesn't make any sense. Listen. Apparently, I'm a hacker. You're not a hacker. It's just the numbers. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Anyways, we need to move on. Oh What's my. the next segment? Golly. I just, I don't know. I don't want to stick on this. I, I just don't get it. So I'm just saying they need to fix it before they want to make it in, like an Olympic sport. Because it's just, it's just unfair to like the racers too. Because like, that's just so, like how do I know when to push harder if like what is actually happening on the screen isn't reflective of what's like, what the final standings are. Like that doesn't make sense. Like, why even have the animation if it's just going to be the scoreboard on the side? Because you all can't handle just looking at 
a number and trying to gauge <sighs> off that number. You wanted racing. You got racing. Yeah, but it's like, uh, I think this could be easily fixed. I'm convinced. Somebody get Wreck-It Ralph in here, man. All right, what's our next segment? Um, Next segment is a hotline call. Okay. <laughs> Not actually a call. A hotline text message. Okay. The question is, What's faster? This is someone who is, I think, Team Morgan on this front. <laughs> okay. Based on the phrasing of the question, I'll try and phrase it without any biases. What's faster? A bad flip turn with a bad push off and losing your breath or a fantastic, beautiful, effortless. Who said this? Flawless. <laughs> Who said this? <laughs> non-flip turn that is an open turn where i can push off the wall strong and not be struggling oh for air gosh. who sent this the anonymity of our listeners will be protected <laughs> at all costs oh my it was me it was you no i'm just kidding it wasn't me it was our um uh faithful listener mitch oh okay so i'll rephrase the question i'll no, re- no, no. i understand <laughs> the question <laughs> I mean, probably in that scenario, I would say that an open turn might be faster. However, the flip turn should only be slower for, I don't know, a couple weeks. Because you're not always going to be bad at doing flip turns. I'm still bad at doing flip turns. Uh, No, you're not. You got pretty good at them. Yeah, but it's the oxygen. Oh, my gosh. Well, you're just going to have to adapt again. All right. Well, that's your answer? Yeah, I would say in that scenario, probably an open turn is faster. But bite the bullet now so that later you can be faster and look cooler. Yes. And have more seamless swims. Because as triathletes, you probably won't be doing too many lap swim triathlons. Most triathlons That's are true. in open water anyways. So you might as well look cool. And have I, I, I actually feel like doing flip turns is more representative of open water swimming. Yeah, I Just think you're probably right. I feel like right. it seems more continuous. You don't get like the millisecond of a rest and an extra breath on the turns. Listen, you need to stop saying we're getting a rest on the wall. Oh, don't even. How I, I swam for how many years of my life? <laughs> you come up for air and you're like, ah, oh, that was so nice. I don't, I don't take a break though. <sighs> yeah, it's not a break, but it's like, like, it's most like applicable when you're swimming butterfly. You just want to get to the wall. Because, like, the wall is, like, a, a break from swimming. Butterfly. Which is not fun. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. Your hotline calls will be answered promptly. Live. <laughs> Live. <laughs> Cam will have never seen them. <laughs> and we'll, Cam will spend most of the time trying to guess who it was. That's yeah. the hotline call rule. Well, unless they're sassy like that. <laughs> <laughs> I rephrased it. That wasn't actually. Uh, okay. It was kind of like that. Okay. We had the same general uh, okay. <laughs> ethos je ne sais quoi <laughs> <laughs> okay um okay next segment is that as of today yes august 4th i'm officially a ts2 coach oh yeah that's big news yeah big news i'm very excited it's kind of been in the works for a little while um i've been back and forth and nick keeps reassuring me that it'll be great fun Great fun, says Nick. <laughs> <laughs> quote, end quote. Yeah. No, but I'm really excited. I think... Are you going to start coaching me? No, I will never steal any athletes from anyone. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. TS2 is 
a great community. I'm really proud to be a part of it as an athlete. And now I'm really proud and honored, I think, to be a part of it as a coach. Nice. Yeah. So I'm hopeful that I can perpetuate some, the community. Yeah. Pick up some athletes. Yeah. If and maybe anybody out there, should they get in touch with you for coaching? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. How can Reach they get out. in touch with you, Coach Morgan? Wow. Okay. That's the other thing. What? What's my um, hashtag? Coach Morgan, there are a lot. I have no idea. Yeah, I know. Nick calls you Mighty Morgan. Yeah, I know, but that's a long hashtag. I have no idea. I know. Ellie Salthouse just became a coach as well, and she used the hashtag, hashtag Coach Ellie. And let me tell you, the entire hashtag Coach Ellie is taken up by hashtag Coachelli, Coachella. Everyone's using it like, oh, TBT to hashtag Coachelli. And now poor Ellie Salthouse is going wait, to be wait, using it. Because it's like a misspelling? No. Coachella? No, they call it Coachelli. And she's no Coach way. Ellie. Yes. Mm. And it's spelled exactly the same. And I was like, oh, should have done your research on your hashtags, Ellie, because. Know, why don't you just do like Coach Morg? Do people call me Morg? I do. Nobody else does. Nobody else does. Um. All right, so if you have any hashtag suggestions, send them in. Are you going to create another account for your coaching? Also something I'm not sure about. Hmm. I really don't want to give up my handle, the master and commander. Such a dumb tag. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Paige is in the corner laughing at me. Because she knows it's dumb. Okay, Morgan.Klein was taken. All the good ones are taken. Um, but anyway... Let us know. Yeah, but feel free but to reach to out on Instagram, like I said, at the Master and Commander or for triathlon people. I'm sure there are a lot of me. Yeah, but I think yeah, okay. Um, or at for triathlon people, or email us. What's our email address? For triathlon people at Gmail. Uh huh. And I also have Morgan K Try at Gmail. So you wow, can email that. Got a lot of email addresses. I've got too many. We also, in the beginning of this podcast, there were a bunch of different names that we were trying out. Uh-huh. One of them was like the Active Recovery Podcast. I have all of those email addresses. Dang, so if anyone wants to pay all? me for Active Recovery Podcast at Gmail, uh, I'll, uh, just, I'll give you access. What's the price? Um, it's not One very expensive. million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that segment. Did I'm a coach. Already, no, we didn't. And I'm very happy about it. Yeah. Look good. Congrats. Thanks, Cam. Next segment. Next segment is the Diversified Triathlon Movement. Oh, I thought... Okay, go ahead. There is some big news today. Yeah, we'll get to it. Okay, all right. Go ahead. Um, Diversified Triathlon Movement was okay. started by Vanessa Faye Forster. And she just posted it as an Instagram. And it was basically like, we need more people of color um, in triathlon. Right? True. Uh, she cited the statement that we also cited in an earlier episode that Ironman said that black athletes make up than less one that less than one percent of participants in the U.S. and Canada. Um, and then she said, taking that to a granular level, that means that for every two thousand and five hundred participants, uh, only twenty five of those folks are black, which is staggering. Yes. And she said, thinking back to my five Ironmans and countless 70.3s, that seems spot on. So she has started this really cool initiative called, like I said, the Diversified Triathlon Movement. Um, and so she's working to introduce black and indigenous and other people of color to triathlon. Okay. 
she's doing it by bringing those athletes to triathlon coaches. So she has already has a roster of a number of triathlon coaches who are providing free training for three months to promote more black and indigenous and other people of color. They're only coaching people of color. They have like, they're offering three free months to people of color. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which I think is just wild. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm like very, very stoked about it. Triathlete.com just posted an article on it. They did an interview with her. So check that out. Okay. So today it was announced that the 2022 70.3 world champs will be headed back to New Zealand. New Zealand. Um, So obviously it was canceled this year. They thought it was going to be for next year. And then they decided that they're going to go back there. I feel like that was like contractual. Maybe. I, I feel I like good. New Zealand probably was like, you promised us that you'd bring a lot of tourism money. Yeah. Yeah. 2000 athletes or 3000 athletes and all their spectators. Yeah. Um, so new date is December 10th through 11th, 2022, which is a later date than they currently had by like a week or two. Um, so I think that's good too, because it'll be like actually summer there. And also not Thanksgiving weekend. For that's what Amer- it was this for year. us americans that matters but right but we we're also the biggest contingent true right yeah um so that um they also announced the dates for saint george so this one said the uh, what they released was september 17th and 18th which is a friday and a saturday in 2021 which is not normally how, we, how do we do it it's normally saturday sunday I don't know if that's, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there was something to do with like the Mormons on Sunday or something. What? I don't know. What is happening? Utah is like Mormon. (laughs) It's like Mormon territory. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I thought we were still talking about New Zealand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm saying St. George, 2021 world champs. (laughs) Paige is covering your mouth. What is, we are just descending into madness. It's in Utah. There are a lot of Mormons in Utah. I wonder if they like would have protested the race being on a Sunday. Do you know how many religions hold Sunday as the Sabbath? (laughs) Dude. Yes. But. Utah's a cra- they have like crazy alcohol laws. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> good grief. They're gonna kick me off the podcast. Oh my gosh, it's just gonna be me and Paige and Oaks. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Anyways, and then also, so it was previously announced that Austria and Finland were the finalists for 2022. Mm-hmm. So those have now been pushed Oops. to 2023. So like every city who's like basically been like in the running for it will is still like on the slate currently. Okay. So, but it's like deferred a year. Yeah. All is said, we got our email saying that we could defer. Mm-hmm. And obviously for age groupers, we discussed it. So what? A couple weeks ago. Yep. That and then age again groupers yesterday. No, no, no. I'm saying on the podcast, we discussed that age groupers could defer to 2021 in St. George or wherever 2022 was going to be. Which we now know is is New Zealand. Zealand. So we decided that it was smarter to defer to St. George George. in 2021 just because currently the climate at this point, I don't even think that we're going to have races in the early part of 2021. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's going to be races until a vaccine happens. Okay. We're going to get to that. Yes. I agree with you. I also would like to cite 
my slow twitch research that apparently so since we're all deferring from 2020 to 2021 did i ever talk about this on the podcast i've been ranting about this a lot so uh, maybe I okay have. but since we're all deferring from 2020 to 2021 races uh-huh. all of those 2021 races are now being filled up with previously 2020 registrants so say like 70.3 puerto rico was sold out in 2020 theoretically right. 2021 say we all defer to 70.3 puerto rico 2021 it's now sold out no one can race that race and thus no one can qualify for worlds at that race wait why for st george worlds at that race right why couldn't they well they haven't outlined whether or not they're going to do that that's that's, we sort of talked about this though is like is the race going to be a 50 percent capacity race where it's like only Mm -hmm. like the previous registrants and like half of the year qualify for st george or is it going to be like Everybody is already qualified, plus we're just going to start it over. Yeah. And it's going to be like a 150% capacity Gosh. race. I don't know. St. George isn't that big of a town either. At least when I don't know visit. if Ironman's decided yet. I don't know. And so that's the other thing, though, is like the only way that it could be like perfectly 100% is like if they had some crazy funky rule with qualification or if races stalled that exact same weekend in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. That does so, make sense. Like that's those are the only ways, and like currently the vaccine looks like there might be one in February. I don't know. We'll see. That's the research that I've been reading, and if that were the case, then maybe it would be around the same time frame as Puerto Rico. So like the qualification window could like open just as it was, and everything would be perfectly hunky dory. But I don't know. But like so, anyways. So we were on this note, and it's like we think deferring to St. George is smarter because currently it doesn't look like any races are going to happen for the, even the first part of 2021. And we personally feel that people are going to be mega stressed and pressed for time qualifying, qualifying for St. George. Yeah. Um, so like it's going to be super competitive at all the races that qualify for St. George. So we would rather just roll it there. Whereas like, I think that, New Zealand, there's a better chance that it'll be a full qualification year like normal. And yeah. Another thing that just hit me is yeah. that they gave us the deadline of what, like 10 days or something to complete this. I think it was August. Thir- I think it was the end of August. Okay. Which is like a month. So I wonder if again, they're waiting for August 30th, whatever, two. to say whether or not they're like what the qualification is going to look like for next year's for St. George. True. So like, say we all defer to St. George. I think their decision on how we qualify moving forward will be very, very different than if 50% defer to New Zealand 2022 Uh, and 50% defer to St. George 2021. That's the other thing that we've talked about too, is like, obviously Iron Man loves the profit. Mm -hmm. So like, I think that, I don't know. I mean, world's qualifiers are pretty diligent about their stuff. Yeah. But I'm sure there's going to be some who never defer it. Because yeah, they, what happens then? I think that it's done. <gasps> they just don't get any money back. Oh, I or don't think race. they get money or a race. Golly. I think they probably have to do it all over again, which I'm sure they're going to get some angry customers, but it clearly outlines that it, the date that it, the like deferral link expires, and it's like I'm sure they did that on purpose because they love – making that profit, making that money. So then the people, there's more slots that they can fill and make more money. And then one person who paid whatever, $500 for a world slot. You know what the interesting thing is? Tell me. Also, I don't know what the conversion rate is, but like. We paid New Zealand prices. We paid like technically New Zealand prices and tax and stuff. And like, 
Like when we were in France, our that France world slot was like wicked expensive. Wasn't it like six hundred? I thought it was like six hundred bucks, which is nuts. And like I think South Africa was actually like a bargain. I think. I don't know. I feel like they probably are like, it cannot go below the U.S. price of four hundred and fifty dollars. I'm saying like I wonder if we got screwed on that like a couple hundred bucks. Possibly. But at this point, it's whatever. At least they're giving us something. So check every email address you've ever owned because qualify for Iron it, Man yeah. emails me at an old email address. I've emailed them like 35 times and talked to the same guy every time. And every time I'm like, hey, James, can you uh <laughs> remove this email address and change it well, to my you, current one? You can do that on their account. No, you, you can't. I literally have tried and it will not let me. Interesting. They're I'll take a look at it with you because I think you can. You can. On their website. Anyways, is there anything else that we have to say about? Yeah. Oh, yes. There is another thing. So Cam said, repeat it back. Let's run it back. What? What did I say? That you don't think any races are going to happen. Oh, I don't think any races are going to happen. Until? Dun, dun, dun. Until what? Until a vaccine. Finish your sentence. Oh, until a vaccine. But... However, Morgan was perusing the slow twitch for which again. I'm just going to say, I really don't like it. So if you guys could just send in some ideas for us <laughs> to talk about, that'd be so much better for me. Um, however, I was looking for things to talk about on slow twitch. And one of the items that caught my eye was posted on July 31st under the title Iron Man Cozumel demanding athletes sign a COVID-19 waiver slash release. And I was like, what the heck does this mean? Because I'm assuming that everything I'm going to see about future races is like, oh, another one canceled, right? Yeah. So Iron Man Cosmel is slated to take place November 22nd, 2020. And Bow Ball, with a lot of W's and a lot of L's, said, I received an email from Active entitled, Re Reminder, sign your waivers for 2020 Iron Man Cosmel. And I thought to myself, self you signed all your waivers. Otherwise, they wouldn't let you complete your registration. What could this be about? So I clicked the link, which took me to a page entitled COVID-19 Waiver. And in essence, the race organizers and presumably Ironman and the corporate entity want to go forward with the race, but want competitors to waive the following risks. And I am going to read most of this in a quote because I think it's important to know all the lingo. Okay. Quote, waving, quote, risks of personal health and participation, the risk of contracting communicable diseases, including, among others, COVID-19, from other people, including, among others, any co-participant, spectator, organizing staff, representative, volunteer, contractor, or any other person, persons, before, during, and or after the capital E event and any other activities, the risk that a participant's mental, physical, or emotional condition, including any use or abuse of alcohol or medications whether prescription or open access is either whether uh, that's it that's the only covid part that's so it. basically they're saying they're saying if you compete and you get covid <laughs> we are not liable and yeah so that's the only way that you can race it is exactly and then they're you've also already not, paid and you they aren't letting you defer correct? Ex as far as i know so this person then said that they emailed back and said, quote, this additional waiver for Ironman Cozumel represents a significant deviation from the terms and conditions to which I initially agreed when I signed up for the race. And this is Morgan's edition and paid so much freaking money. Mm -hmm. 
It is a material alteration of the transaction and I do not wish to continue under the changed terms to which I do not agree. I'm willing to accept a refund or to receive a deferral to the 2021 race or to a different 2021 race, but requiring me to waive additional rights in exchange for going forward with this race is unacceptable. And everyone in the comments is like, well, then don't show up. Like you should have known blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this guy probably registered back in December Mm -hmm. when registration first opened. He was so hyped about racing a full Ironman Cozumel, which people seem to love. Also keep in mind, everyone loves Cozumel. We love Cozumel. Like, why are all these people saying that he should not show up? Because also keep in mind, that means he's just eating the registration fees of 400 plus dollars. Well, I think this is the full. Which is a thousand dollars, right? More than that. I mean, depend. I mean, it's like upwards of eight hundred. It's eight hundred plus at least. Someone responded to someone's sassy comment and said, "That's a pretty weird way to describe a unilateral contract modification." Because yeah, you can't just ask someone to like, "Oh, here's another sheet of this contract." Right. I tell you to read everything prior to paying and pressing submit, but here I'm just going to slide this under. And in order to get use of your money in any capacity, you need to sign this and effectively sign away your health. Wild. It's like unreal. And I'm afraid that more races are going to be like this. That, That is just wild. I mean, I talked about this too in like the, I think it was the USAT, like return to racing contract sort of thing where they were like, we will not be held liable for anybody who, or like somehow like we will not be held liable if like you get it like you have to sue the athlete who you got it from basically it's like this is just what it oh my why can't we all just wait (laughs) that's the thing someone commented if if a race goes i'm racing and it's like i i don't know i'm interested to see like if if any of these races that have been happening have had any like positives like positive people after the race well the answer is yeah Hasn't that already happened with like all know. the basketball and Well, I, I was going to say, I don't know about triathlon, but I do know like Major League Baseball, they've had a, like a big flurry of positive cases. The NBA has not had anything yet. But isn't baseball staying in a quote unquote bubble as well? No. Oh, so they're just being foolish. Yeah. Classic baseball players. Got it. Yeah. They don't have like the super bubble like the NBA has, but. Like, yeah, I, mean, I would be interested to know if anybody has been tested positive following any of the recent triathlons, like local races that have yeah. happened. Because, like, even those, like, people are still traveling. Right. Like, Drew well, Shum, we talked about that. Like, Drew, one of our past interviewees, mm-hmm. he's been traveling around. I don't know. Just wild. Anything else to comment on that? No, that's that's it. I just am – I'm a little worried that – I'm glad that all of the races we've already registered – third four have allowed us deferrals yes true because if this were to happen to us i don't i don't know how i'd react i think i'd react the same way yeah but yeah and then any other segments on your end yeah but you can go no go ahead no go so my next segment is in regards to mint ah like the flavor so, and like, yeah. <laughs> we sort of talked about it a little bit and we mentioned what's your that favorite mint flavor i have no idea you go the blue five gum yeah that's what i like if i have to chew gum is that winter mint or something i don't know okay never I mind i have no idea i guess what the we're not the having blue five gum probably <laughs> but anyways so mint um like the 
what I'm trying to say. Like the active ingredient is menthol. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing a little research because it's always been like, I don't know, interesting that mint could help lower your like core temperature or like make it feel like it's cooler outside than it actually is. Bengay, everybody. Well, that's like amp human. Like we talk about this. Menthol is the active ingredient. <laughs> inactive. No, it's active. The inactive oh, ingredient is right. sodium bicarbonate. The- you're right. What right, they claim right. is their main ingredient. <laughs> Classic. Cam says, Mitch, just eat your amp human and maybe it'll help. So that's basically <laughs> what the article I'm saying are. <laughs> so these articles actually, I don't know. I guess they have some significant data, but basically menthol like sort of tricks your brain into thinking like that it's colder than it is. It like tricks the cold receptors on your skin. Um, so in heat, it, it can actually trick your body into thinking that it's up to 40 degrees colder than it actually is outside, which can be helpful in hot and humid races. 40 degrees? Up to, up to. That's not actually... Like, how much mint do you need to eat to get 40 degrees worth of difference? None of them actually said how much. You have the Some whole of them, plant. Like, they did just like a, like a menthol mouthwash, basically, like a mint mouthwash. That was like one of their, their like experiments. So... Oh. Um, yeah, th- there was a bunch of these studies. One of them had um, like a control on it. They're all on a treadmill, basically, and they were doing a time trial, a 5K time trial was on a treadmill. And one of them had like the mouthwash. Another one had an ice Slurpee, Ooh, like yeah. ice drink, because like I've said, it cools down your, yeah. your core temperature. And then the other one was just nothing. Um, and the mouthwash actually performed the best Nuh-uh. and the slushy performed the worst start including that in the aid stations well, Iron yeah, Man. i just thought it was interesting and so like the study goes on to say like it could increase your running performance in hot and humid climates by up to six percent um which is basically what they found in terms of like minutes that's um, a lot that's like better than vapor flies Ooh. yeah actually i wonder um, if like if you t- like you're like gels were like mint flavored if that would do it i think they make those i don't know sign me up but like i've also noticed like when I, after i brush my teeth and then go for a run i notice that i feel better you have you ever i don't know if i've ever thought about it oh i do I i'll like do it. it tonight <laughs> Paige See? always brushes her teeth before she runs Th- that's think- why you can run so fast and then another one, um, cyclists could extend their time to exhaustion by 9%, which is... What? Which is huge. <laughs> Whose study is this? I I don't know. These were both, <laughs> these are all articles that, like, compiling all the studies. Oh, okay. There's another one. Um, Notice how we're not tearing these apart. I mean... Normally, I would be, like, researching the people who wrote it and it, who paid for them. I, I guess I didn't have enough time. I guess we're really... This, this is the research that I was doing on the fly earlier Sorry in the that I yelled at you for. No, it's okay. But another one, um, which is weird, but it's like a twist in this article, and you can actually... A twist. Apparently, like, combat cold. So if you have a cold race somehow, it actually... Heats you up? Menthol, like, tricks your brain, because, like, it obviously tricks your cold receptors on your skin to thinking that it's cold listen but when those are stimulated so then they obviously like take in more response so they think they get more response that it's super cold outside uh-huh. and thus like your body uh vasoconstricts so then the blood flow i don't know what that th- word means basically the blood flow is ta- your blood is taken away from your cold skin and so it's all like contained into your core so your core temperature actually stays warmer 
and they did this with swimmers um, in cold water, and they actually could maintain their core temperature for longer than if you did not use the mouthwash. So is this like only, menthol. this is just mouthwash? Like you haven't even eaten it? It's just like rinsing your mouth out? Yeah. And instantly your body's like, mm, yeah, comfortable, well, temperate. This, sorry, I, I misspoke. I think they actually use a menthol cream prior to Like Bengay. Or like Amphuman. Sponsor me, Bengay. Or I'll I think, go to bat but, for you. But like, wait, did we mention other products that have more, like a high concentration of menthol? Yeah. Oh, uh, gosh, I'm forgetting all of them. Icy Hot's one of them. Um... There was one with a crazy name that I'm forgetting right like now. Fire. It was like Rock yeah, yeah, Fuel yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just rocked. I don't know. It might have been like Rock Fire, Ice Fire, something like that. But yeah. Um. Okay. So is this like when you're in the shower and you turn the water up so hot that it almost feels cold? Or if you turn the water <laughs> so cold that it almost feels scalding hot? I have hot. no idea what that's about. <laughs> I can't explain that. All I know is a little Not bit. Not connected. I know a little bit about this menthol stuff, but I can say from a, my personal experience, I think it's been kind of kind of interesting. I think it definitely helps me stay cooler when it's super hot out and like sort of tricks me into thinking that. When you brush your teeth? Yeah, brush my teeth or like, like uh, chew gum. You know, I did a lot of runners in cross country chewed gum, mm-hmm. mostly to combat like cotton mouth though. So that's the other thing is that apparently a side effect of this, of consuming the menthol, like like in a mouthwash or whatever. A mint or something yeah, like that. Yeah. That actually can trick your mind um, in your like thirst response. And so the articles actually say that this is most practical probably for Olympic distance and under where hydration might not be as like limiting of a factor. Okay. Because like – it could trick you into thinking that you're not dehydrated when in fact you are like, you could be like, that's like tricks your brain into thinking that you don't need water basically. But if you follow your race plan and you drink three steps every 10 minutes or whatever it is, it's helpful. Yeah. Fascinating. All right, everybody thirsty or like Lionel did on his bike in Kona and led to his downfall. So pretty interesting. Chew your mint. Yeah. Paige and I are both cultivating our own little mint plants. So if anyone wants a couple of leaves, we will ship those out. $35 a mint leaf. All right. Next segment. What is the hardest 70.3 course you've ever raced? Me? Yes. And include in your assessment, include conditions. So like whether it was like scalding hot or super windy, like... I mean, I don't, I don't think any of them have been, I don't know. That's really hard. I don't know. I feel like I would have, like, I feel like I would have to say my first one, Muncie, because I'd never done it before. Uh-huh. And I also, like, didn't know what hydration was. True. And thus, I, like, literally, like, passed out at the end. All right. So, it was like, hot, too, right? It was. It was wicked hot that day, but, like... Also, I'm going to say an unpopular opinion. I don't know if that was the hardest course. Dude, the Muncie course is hard. I don't... The the swim and the bike are not hard. I think the run is only hard because it's like rolling hills. Yeah. And it is very hot and you're exposed all the time. It just feels like it never ends, the run. Yeah, I would agree. The It's a double loop, right? Is uh, it a lollipop double loop? No, it's not a double loop. It's an out and back. Oh. 
I got so, like I the know. worst cramp of all time on that race. But, like I think, I think Puerto Rico's run is harder than Muncie's. Yep, especially when you factor in the heat. Yes, um, I mean I don't I, like I wouldn't even say that Nice's bike course was the hardest. Oh bike my course. god! I yes, it was. Think, I think the first year that I did Wisconsin was the hardest bike course. Because of the shaky, like, terrible roads and everything? Yeah, because of how bad the roads were. And honestly, they were, it was really hilly. It was a very hilly bike course. I think my bike time in Wisconsin was longer than my bike time in Nice. Jeez. I think it was. I mean, obviously, I didn't have my fancy bike th- then. Right. But I still had a good bike. I don't know. It was very hilly. What do you... So you're saying Muncie? Too? No. I'm saying um, South Africa really that bike was also it might have been a lot of things put that's together but I it was, was like the, the water was so cold wow that's so shocking it I was shocking that was one of yes the, the water courses. was shocking that's probably because that's my pr course yeah and i think i got to run pr on that course as well i might have even had a swim pr because i was so afraid of sharks but sharks freezing cold water and big crazy waves. chop waves and then you get off the out of the swim you run uphill into transition Transition was fine, uneventful. And then the, the bike, bike was nor- I thought oof, well, just the bike the was re- not even like I loved the Maitlands. The problem for me was like we had a headwind the whole way out. Huh. And then it felt like crosswinds on the way back and it was just like the whole way. I just it might have also been like a lack of confidence on my bike. I still have my old bike then. Again, like that probably factors into it. But also I think like not really like a lack of strength on my bike too because i like right now if i were on a false flat like the one in 70.3 worlds south africa because the whole way out was a false flat if i'm remembering correctly yeah um it's actually a climb yeah oh really yeah well there you go that there goes my whole idea of what it felt like um i feel like right now if i were to do that i would have handled it a lot better than i did then I was just like really anxious the whole time. I almost got blown away in an intersection. Yeah. I think it was my first time riding with a disc. Right? I think it was. Possibly. So I think that one was the hardest. And then the run was fine. I think I, again, got a run PR there. The run was uneventful. Interesting. The world's runs are always like pretty easy. They always make them pretty flat. Mm -hmm. I think because they want fast times for the pros too. They that's want. true they want like an a race at the end yeah i don't know but like chattanooga was not flat we didn't do that one but i don't know anyways next segment that's it for me okay my final thing is just iron man vr results oh boy still going on still going still on still chugging it's like the only racing that's really happening other than live races which aren't really covered anywhere are the zwifts done currently there hasn't been anything hmm. recently um so, over on the men's side, they actually had swim bike run again this week, which was cool. Um, over on the men's side, Matt McWilliams ran. It was like his pro debut, which is kind of interesting, but he actually won. All right. Uh, uh, interesting. On the women's <laughs> side, somebody wore alpha flies. Really? A lot of people were wearing vapor flies, obviously, but like somebody actually had a pair of alpha flies, which is interesting. actually, I think, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and Whatever then works. over on the women's side, Danielle Dingman won. Dingman. <laughs> Dingman. <laughs> Dingman. Okay, no, Danielle Dingman. Sorry. K 
congrats to them all. Yeah. What's up this weekend? Do you know what the distances are? I do not. Probably five one three five or whatever that thing is. It's they just do Olympic distances. I know. What's that? Fifty one fifty or something. Fifty one fifty. Yeah. I don't really know what that even comes from either. I feel like it just like showed up one day. Well, like yeah, I don't yeah. remember them ever like announcing that it existed. I just was like on the Ironman website and it was like we now have this. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's um, I I have no idea. They never oh, really I do have one more segment. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like so. It's I feel like we have had this segment all the time. Okay. <sighs> There's nothing I love more than when people brag about their results and or people they know their results and then i look them up and we've beaten them okay no response no conversation you're just looking at your phone i'm sorry so you want me to repeat it yes all right golly jeez i can react thank you react appropriately all right there's nothing i love more then when someone brags to me about their results uh-huh. or someone brags to me about like someone they know's results mm-hmm. and then I look them up because that's my another tragic flaw of mine and is that like we race the same race we've beaten them or our PR is like far better than theirs Whew, like that just you love that love it it uh, just gives I mean... me life happens all the time I recently had someone be like I know these two athletes. I think they might be pros. And I was like, wow, what are their names? And they told me them. And I was like, those are not pros. Because I looked them up. Then I looked up their times. And guess how many minutes I beat the woman by? 40. More like two hours, boys. It's not minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. But it just, uh, there's a lot of hubris, I think, in a triathlon. All right. Take us out of here. Well, that's a terrible <laughs> note to end on. I don't have anything else. Okay. Take us out. Well, find us on Instagram. Like us, follow us, rate us, comment, all the things on whatever platform you listen to us on. It helps. I've heard. Yes, it does help. Like us. Comment. <laughs> Subscribe. Leave us a five-star rating. (laughs) There you go. Now you're sounding like a podcaster. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Have a good week of training. We love you.